thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 216 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we're talking about the importance of goals and focus. As a lot of runners tend to be type A goal-oriented types of individuals, we can often get lost and want to achieve all the things at the same time. So today we're talking about the importance of just picking one. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. All right, so if you are a goal-oriented individual and maybe you've, you're new to the podcast, if you are, welcome. We're so happy that you're here. But if you've been listening to us for a while, even if you haven't, even if you're new, if you guys are curious about our Real Life Runners training team, we are offering a special promotion for the next two weeks to let you try out the Real Life Runners training team with two weeks free. Two weeks free. Yes, it's super exciting. We are just on a mission to help as many runners as possible to understand that there is a better way to train, one where you don't have to burn yourself out, one where you don't have to find yourself in an injury cycle, one where you can avoid injury and listen to your body and honor yourself in a way that maybe you haven't ever done before. One in which running is simply an aspect of what you do, and it's one way that you can help improve yourself. And you can view running as a way to help improve sort of your overall just existence. Yeah, I mean, we just believe that running makes us better humans, right? Yes. Because the lessons that we learn from running, the physical and the mental strength that we gain because we are runners are something that can carry over into all aspects of our life. And that's really how we love to train people on our training team. It, Yes, it's about running. We want to see you get faster. We want to see you run longer and achieve amazing results with your running. But we also want to help you to take those lessons and apply it to other areas of your life so that you can just continuously build physical and mental strength to allow you to see things differently and live the best life that you want to live. Yeah, let's not kid around here. I like we're all in it for getting a PR. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> but uh, you know, improving yourself as an overall human is also a phenomenal goal to, to aim for. Well, I think those are really the people that tend to be attracted to the way we do things anyway. Yes. Like it's not just about the number on the clock. And especially if you've been listening for any amount of time, you understand that you know that's how we feel. Like sure, the numbers are great, but like that is not the be all end all of why you are a runner. And so if you are curious, if you want to try out the real life runners training team for free for two weeks, you can head over to the website, realliferunners.com forward slash team and check it out there. All you have to do is click on sign up. And then when you go to the checkout page, you will see the two week free trial, no strings attached. If it's not for you, you can cancel before the end of the two weeks and you'll never be charged. Okay. So we just want to try to Make this open and available for as many people that, you know, that want to try it out. You get your training plan. You get access to all of our classes, all of our resources, all of our live weekly coaching calls. Come check it out. Come, you know, be a part of it for a couple of weeks. See if it's right for you. Um, so head over to the website and get that deal today. Perfect. Now let's jump into the episode. Yeah, which is also all about like big picture goal setting. Big picture. And this is something that's so, so important for us as runners. So, you know, a lot of times when people come to us, they want to do all the things at one time, right? Like when you sign up for the training team, we have you fill out a questionnaire because all of our plans are customized. We 
don't believe in cookie cutter training plans, okay? We believe that every runner is an individual and that you need a plan that is going to fit your life and that's going to fit your goals. I 100% believe in cookie cutter plans. I just believe that you should have about 6,000 different cookie cutters, depending on which I mean, size and shape cookie you'd like I to create. I really wouldn't call that cookie cutter then. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kevin and I, you know, have had so many discussions throughout the years about the way we want to train runners and how we have to help them and, um, you know, the way that we choose to coach our people, right? And so, like I said, when you come in, you know, we basically have you choose a track. Like, what do you want to do right now? Um, Do you want to run faster? Do you want to run longer? Do you want to train for a race? Do you want to establish consistency in your running? You know, what is it that you really want to accomplish in the next 90 days? And when we first started asking this question, we asked it and it was an open-ended answer. And people would mm-hmm. type in, I want to do all of them. Yeah. And it's like, well, sorry, you, you can't. Well, you can. Yes. And, and we're going to talk about that in this episode. But like, it's important for you to pick one to focus on at a time. And that's really the biggest thing. Right. So now it's, now it's a multiple choice. You got to pick one. Because if you try to pick all of them, you can accomplish all of them. But it's going to be a whole heck of a lot longer path to accomplish it's a different all of timeline. them simultaneously. Yeah. Whereas you could just pick one, and like that can be your goal, and you could focus on that for a shorter time period. And then once you feel as though you've established a little bit in that area, then move to a different area. But you got to kind of stick with one area for for a set of time. Yeah, I think what happens is that a lot of runners feel like if they choose one, then they're completely ignoring the rest, which just isn't true when it comes to running. You know, like if you choose right now that you want to be able to run longer, but you're like, but I also want to get faster too. A lot of times, if you train properly, you will get faster in the process. The speed gains are just secondary to the distance gains, right? It's just, we just need to know which one we need to focus on right now to get you to your goal the, the safest, you know, the less risk of injury, the one where you're the happiest versus trying to accomplish all of these things at the same time. Some of which, you know, some of those training plans aren't exactly the same, don't exactly have the same focus to them, right? And so it's like the, the old saying, um, jack of all trades, master of none. Yes. Like, which one do you want to be? And yes, none of us are elite athletes that are training for the Olympics, most likely, but it's important for us to still pick a direction because that's really what goals are. Yeah. And that's where kind of this starts is you figure out where it is that you want to aim for. Pick the really big goal that you want to aim for. Mm -hmm. And, And it should be big. Like it should be something that like you can't aim to get to by next week. Like this is a running journey and it should be a pretty big process. And it might take several steps for you to get there. You know, we like to work in 90 day cycles on the, on the real life runners training team, but that doesn't mean that one 90 day cycle gets you to your huge goal. Right. You may need several of these cycles over the course of a few years even. And that's one of the reasons that we like try to pick a focus for each cycle, right? So it's important to have that big overarching goal and then we're like okay and then we as coaches can help guide you to figure out okay what do we need to focus on right now like what's the best way for us to get you there maybe that goal is 90 days away maybe it's really a year away maybe it's a couple years away you know and that's why if you do want to do multiple things all at the same time, like run longer and faster, you know, maybe there's people that have never run a marathon before that really want to be a 
BQ, you know, how to get a BQ and, and qualify for Boston, or that want to run a marathon under four hours, but they've never even run a marathon before, right? So it's important for us to know, okay, that's the goal, cool. But first, we it's going to be more important for us to build your distance up first. Then we race a marathon and see how you do. And then we can go from there to work on speed, right? So there's different ways that we can look at this. So basically what that does, you know, after you have that big goal, then you do a process called reverse engineering, okay? You basically start working backwards. You're like, okay, this is the big goal. Um, We can set maybe a rough timeline, but a lot of times the timeline needs to be, especially for big goals, the timeline can be a little nebulous, right? The timeline's pretty hazy. Yeah, you can have an idea of when you might want to achieve that thing, um, but Sometimes you never know what life is going to throw at you, right? But you can just say, like, I want to get a BQ in the next five years, right? Maybe that is, you'll actually get it in two years, you know? Maybe it is going to be five years because maybe you get pregnant along the way. Who knows, right? You never know what might pop up. So when we have that big goal, then what we can do is start working backwards, okay? So you can start working backwards to create more short-term goals that will get you to that long-term goal. Right. You kind of go backwards to like a medium-term goal, something that you can accomplish over the next 90 days or so. And then from that, all right, let's go even shorter. What do I need over the course of this 90 days? What's going to happen over the course of this week? You come Mm -hmm. up with the the most short-term goals. You make your decisions. They get you towards that really short-term goal. But since the big goal created the medium ones, the medium ones created the small ones. Every time you make a small goal, it's heading you in the direction of the huge goal because Mm -hmm. that's where the small goal came from. You didn't just pick a small goal because it was a cool shiny object in front of you. You started with the big one and then worked backwards to get to the small goal. So checking off small goals means you're progressing towards the big picture. Yeah. And I think that this is something that's really, really helpful, especially if you've ever if you're someone that has ever struggled with motivation, right? A lot of runners feel like they need motivation or they sign up for races because that's how they're going to run. When you have this bigger goal, when you have this more long-term picture in your head, then it's okay if you're not there yet because you know that the shorter-term goals, because you've broken this down to where you are now, the short-term goals are simply stepping stones along the way to that long-term goal. It allows you to be more patient in a lot of ways, right? Because I think that as runners, a lot of times we're so anxious, like we want to get to that goal and it's like we want to check that box, we want to do the next thing and then like jump to the next thing. But when you know that you have that longer-term goal there, you can be more satisfied and more patient understanding that this is the process that's going to get me there the safest way possible. Right. And this is sort of where like your core values kind of connect with your goals. Because, you know, if you have a core value of, I want to make sure that I'm improving my health and you've got a long-term goal, you know, let's stick with the, the one that we've putting out there of, I want to qualify for Boston. I need to drop a BQ. If you're you're coming up with a, a decision of a very short term of should I go for a long run this weekend? And you're like, man, I've been stressed at work all week long and I've really been like hit or miss on getting my sleep. I'm averaging like five hours a night and I just feel just exhausted. Should I get my long run this weekend? You might think to yourself, well, if I'm aiming for a Boston qualifier, yes, I got to get that in. But on your very short term, you can kind of lean on your values and be like, no, 
my overall health is a very high priority to me. I need to make sure that I'm getting enough sleep this weekend Mm -hmm. to take care of my body. Right. And this is what gets a lot of runners into trouble. You know, they sometimes sacrifice their overall health in order to try to be more fit. And this is why we here at Real Life Runners, we believe that being fit is not the same thing as being healthy. A lot of people tend to think that those two things are the same or very much blur those things together. But fitness and health are really different things. They are related, of course, but they are very different. And you can see examples of this all over the place. You know, when you look at some athletes that are at the top of their fitness that are winning, you know, world championships, national championships, there's a lot that is coming out now about like the hormonal imbalance that a lot of these athletes have faced, especially in women runners, you know, when they're, they're losing their periods, they're ending up with stress fractures and bone density problems, um, hormone imbalances, all of these eating disorders. When you look at someone that is at the top of their field and winning or, you know, placing in the top three of an event, you're like, wow, that person is so healthy. But when you really look under the surface, they're fit They're competing at the highest level, but they may or may not be healthy underneath. And there's so many elite athletes that essentially live right on the razor's edge of injured or not injured. Yeah. So even if you're you're dealing with, you know, normal proper eating patterns and taking in good nutrients and stuff like that, you're still pushing your body right up against the edge all the time when you're training at that level. And you mentioned that it's coming out more and more of women with disordered eating like mm-hmm. that, but there are more and more men that are coming out pointing of, well, I looked like this and I was standing next to another guy in the line and he had just won a world major. And so I realized I had to make my body look like that. And Mm -hmm. you're getting guys that are just like, they're not getting the same, uh, you know, outward symptoms that women are showing because there's not a loss of period, right? but the repeated stress fractures in a hip, in Mm -hmm. a, like just stress fracture after stress fracture after fracture, you're like, oh, that's because you're starving yourself. Right. And it's, you know, and I'm glad that you point that out, right? Because I obviously am connected more to the female population being a female myself and really going deeper into a lot of this new research that has been coming out over the last few years. So that's one thing I love, you know, about you and I working here as a team is that we're really getting the full picture, you know, the males, the females and everybody in between. Well, that way no one, no one gets overlooked. Right. Absolutely. Want to make sure that you see, you know, the healthy from both sides of the, of the coin. For sure. So, you know, like Kevin said, your core values, it's important to have an idea of what those core values are, because when you are in conflict, when you want to do two things at once, you can really lean back on those core values and say, which one is the most important to me overall? Which one is the most important to me right now? You know, maybe you are training for a marathon. And so, Right now, you are in that 90-day cycle of marathon training, and so you decide you're you're going to go to bed early and get some sleep because you have a long run in the morning instead of going out with your friends on Friday night. Right, and then on, at different times of the year, maybe that race is not quite as as imminent, and you're mm-hmm. like, you know what, I need to have a social life. I need to actually be able to get out and, and enjoy time with other people and not just my running crew, you right. know, it, pre-dawn in the morning. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, this is one of the reasons why it's also important for us to have one long-term goal for at a time, okay? Yes. It's, it's not about, like, that's the only thing you're ever going to accomplish. No, absolutely not, right? Because 
the whole point of running is that it's a journey and you get to one goal and then you decide what you're going to do next, right? But by having one long-term goal at a time, and that term long-term is relative, right? That could mean that's your goal over the next six months. That could be your goal over the next year. That could be your goal over the next couple of years, right? So hopefully you're going to be running from now until the rest of your life, right? That's really our goal for you if that's something that you want to accomplish. So it's important for you to realize which goal you're working on right now because like we said before, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. When you have more than one important long-term goal, you really don't have any because you are lacking the focus to actually get there. Right. If if you go back to the whole reverse engineer, if you start with your biggest goal and then work backwards, if you start with multiple biggest goals and work backwards, you're going to get to a whole myriad of small steps to take. Well, which direction do you go in next? Well, I think that you can, you can have multiple, but you have to choose one at a time to actually focus on. Right. right? Like maybe you are thinking about your running journey and you're like, well, you know, I would like to run a half marathon and a marathon and then an ultra marathon and I'd really love to do a 50k or a 50 miler one day but you know that that's like far down the road right so for you you're going to have that long-term goal of an ultra marathon so technically a marathon a half marathon other steps like that are short-term goals on the path to that long-term goal exactly yeah and so that's sort of the way to to go backwards and see it. But if you're looking at it of like my long-term goal is ultra marathon and also I would like to put on 50 pounds of muscle Mm -hmm. and also several different training aspects inside of just say the physical Mm -hmm. aspect, physical training, they might not all... Um, be able to be accomplished at the same time. Like get into, actually... get into triathlons and do an Ironman also, right? Sure, I'd like to do an Ironman, but I'd also like to, like, yeah, an Ironman, but I also want to get my fastest 5K simultaneously. And also enter a bodybuilding competition. Sure, like this is just too many different things. And yeah. sure, all of them can be done. They just can't all really be done at the same time, especially when you try and take all those different things and pull them down to individual aspects. You're going to get workouts that are conflicting with each other. Right, so it's important to just kind of understand where you are and where you want to go right now. Like which one of those goals is the most important for you right now, right? And that's part of that is understanding the season of the, of life that you're in, right? Like what you, where you are now, as far as your age, as far as your family status, as far as your job status, like all of the other aspects of your life, how do those things also play a role. Like how how much time do you have available to train? Like, you know, you might have a big long-term goal, but it might have to get pushed out a little bit further just because of all of the other things you have going in your life that you just logistically don't have the time, the energy, the mind, the focus to put into that kind of training right now. Right. Like if you're looking at big giant goals in your life and you go beyond running, like maybe you've got the goal of, I want to run a marathon, but I also want to build a family and have like four kids and you're at, I can run a 5k and I just got married. Right. Or you want to build a business or get promoted in your current company to a certain level. Perfect. So now we've got three separate things. I want the family. I want this level at my job and I want to run a marathon. Mm -hmm. Trying to accomplish all of those simultaneously is going to be a little tricky and trying to figure out what the timeline is on all of them is going to be tricky and you don't have to necessarily get all the way through one of them before you can move to the next 
this is where the like the medium or the short term goals come in. Like you could kind of take steps towards one of those things Mm -hmm. and then pull back and make that not that you wouldn't that you would just stop running entirely and focus on a different aspect but that you would essentially maintain your running level while focusing on another aspect of your life making that uh, a higher priority that's the whole like seasons of life of which area you're going to prioritize you never completely neglect anything you just keep everything at like a maintenance level you simmer it on the back burner where you focus on what you're cooking up front (laughs) exactly yes like you you should never give up a goal unless that goal doesn't fit with who you are anymore and with the vision of your life that you want but if you have a goal that still kind of lights that fire within you keep it we're not saying to give this up right you never have to give up a goal unless you choose to but you might have to just kind of move it around on your priority list a little bit exactly like that was after your first half marathon. You were yep. super excited to do the next half marathon. <laughs> I was. And then you were pregnant. And then I was pregnant. Yeah. I mean, after my first, I was like, okay, this was the best thing ever. I've got another one picked out for March. I was going to like try to get faster and do all these things. And then, you know, a month later found out I was pregnant. Yes. You were pregnant for the first Were you pregnant for the first one? And didn't realize it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. I was actually, I think like two weeks pregnant, but yeah. hadn't. Yeah. Like way before you could know that yeah, you were pregnant. But... Did not know at that point in time. Um, but yeah, so that's, you know, please honor that. Like, that's one of the things that I would love if you could hear from this episode is like, honor the season of your life that you're in. So many times I think that people want to accomplish all the things all at the same time. And it just ends like you just end up feeling guilty and filled with shame because you don't accomplish all of them, right? Because it's very hard to do multiple big things all at the same time. Like Kevin said, you can take small steps in lots of different directions, but if you want to make more progress, bigger progress, achieve things faster, it's much more important for you to pick a single focus. You can still do other things in the background or, you know, on maybe a level three or a level five, and then you're going full force level nine in certain areas, but just give yourself the grace to do that too. Yes. Yes. You can push really hard in one area. And this is why it's helpful to have Um, you can have multiple really big goals as long as they're in very different areas of your life because then you can kind of maintain the one, let it simmer while really focusing on on a different area of your life. Whereas trying to have multiple goals in just one area of your life is really just going to lead to you constantly hustling. And hustling simply for the sake of, man, look at all these things that I'm doing. I'm totally working my way towards this. But you're not because you have so many things that you're trying to work with that you can't actually bring it back down to what is my next step Mm -hmm. because you're doing too many things simultaneously because they're all in the same area of your life. Well, I mean, I think that's one of the things that happens with a lot of us is just that we prioritize being busy above all else, right? And a lot of times we find ourselves that we can be busy but we're lacking focus. Like our hours, our minutes of our day seem to just kind of go by and we're always doing something. But like how much did you actually get accomplished that day? You know, that's the thing that we're really encouraging you to look at here too. I think that a lot of us tend to live our lives in busy mode without that central focus or without that something driving us into that direction so we know exactly what we're getting accomplished. So 
when you set goals that really drive you and really work hard to get there, it makes you more efficient. So you can actually achieve those goals in less time because your energy, your focus, your time isn't being spent like just moving and working all the time without actually moving forward. You're just kind of moving laterally a lot. Yes, moving laterally. I like that you say you can uh, you can prioritize your energy because this shows up in running. Yeah. This is the whole idea of like base building and, and putting different aspects of running into different periods throughout a training year. You know, you do one little cycle where you increase the amount of like long, slow running you're doing and you get all these huge major aerobic adaptations and and then you may reduce the amount of volume and change and change it and add in a little bit more like moderate running and it changes the physical adaptations you get but you essentially just keep building higher and higher on top of each other. You give a big foundation, then you maintain some of that mileage so that you don't lose the aerobic base, but you train a different aspect. And then after that, you go back, maybe you build some more base, maybe you work on some high-end speed, and they keep building on top of each other because you give them their time. Trying to do it all at the exact same time is essentially like trying to build a sandcastle on the beach with only throwing dry sand just on top of itself. It just all keeps falling back down to the ground. We've done that so many times with our kids. Yeah, but it keeps them happy. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't care. But you gotta get some wet sand in there <laughs> so that you can actually build up instead of just losing all your sand down the sides every single time. So this is really where we want to encourage you guys to just pick one bridge and see it through. You know, this is, there's an, an analogy that one of our mentors uses about building a bridge from one island to the next and how, you know, it's one of our business mentors. So he talks about it in the um, area of entrepreneurship, right? Like, oh, I've got this idea. And so I'm going to start working on this and we're going to build this bridge to go from the island that we're on over to success island on the other side, right? And then you're like, okay, so you build that bridge for a while and then you kind of get bored and you're like, oh, I had this other great idea. And then you go and you start building a new bridge. And there's a lot of entrepreneurs that can have lots of different bridges somewhat built and not actually have gotten to the other success island. And the same thing goes with running, right? A lot of times we're like, okay, I'm going to train for distance. And you start, you know, increasing your mileage. But again, too much too soon. A lot of times, you know, that is one of the things that plague runners. They just like only focus on mileage and they forget the strength training and the other systems and the recovery and all the other important aspects that need to go into your training system and your training program, like nutrition, recovery, all these other things. And so you're only able to build that bridge so far. And then all of a sudden you jump on another bridge, right? So we want you to just pick one bridge and see it through. All right. So seeing it through could be like a medium or even a short-term goal. Like long-term goals, especially in running, maybe you need to build a short bridge and then get like to a medium, like a halfway to the, to the other island, mm -hmm. island, and you can stop there and just, mm -hmm. you need a recovery period. Yeah. And then you keep building that bridge and go on to the next one. But that, that's what I'm saying is you can work on different aspects of your life. Maybe you, mm -hmm. you focus on that running bridge and you get to like the midway island and then you can focus on another aspect of your life while your running just hangs out there. It's when your bridge is halfway completed or you don't even know how far it's completed. Like marathon training, the three, four, six months that people put into that, the middle of it gets dull. The middle of it gets kind of monotonous of, well, I got to go out there and get in several miles again today. 
And if you're looking at this, where you get into that comparison trap of, well, this is what my training is supposed to look like, but man, I'm really bored about that Tuesday and that Thursday. It's just more mileage. And my friend is training for a 5k and their workouts look so entertaining. Why don't I do that? Mm -hmm. And then you get upset that you're not in marathon shape. Yeah. I mean, that can happen for sure. And I think that that's why it is important to have different training cycles though too, right? Like what you were saying, like it is important to understand that there are multiple phases of bridge building as well, right? I think that that's, you know, and and like you said, little islands along the way to that ultimate goal. Um, Because like Kevin said, when you have a very long-term goal, it's important to have different cycles in your training. It's not just about continuing to build mileage, you know, cycle after cycle after cycle, you have to have down cycles also where you actually take a break in your training. You don't stop running completely. I mean, sometimes, you know, if you want to take a week or two off, that's actually a very good thing for the body. But you can have periods where the mileage gets pulled back a little bit where you focus more on strength training or you focus a little bit more on speed work. Um, And then you go back into that because by doing that, you kind of give your body a break, you give those systems a break, you focus on something else, but you don't lose all of the fitness that you've built up over that time. So that when you go back to, you know, another base building cycle or a marathon training cycle, you're still, you're not starting from scratch, right? You might have a little building to do to get back to where you were, but you're going to get back there a lot quicker. Right. And that's where, you know, are you kind of rebuilding and repaving the same bridge, making it a stronger and stronger bridge every single time mm. you do it? Or are you completely starting a brand new bridge? Yeah. At least finish one before you go back and start repaving. You know, like, oh, I, w- I want to build up all this base so that I can run a marathon. Great. So do that. Build up the base and run a marathon. And then look back over your bridge and see, how did that go? Are are there little aspects that you would have done differently? Like, oh, well, maybe I should have added some more speed there, some strength training in that aspect. At the end of my marathon, my hips were really killing me or my knee was really killing me. Oh, I should really focus on some strengthening during that. Mm -hmm. Maybe my hamstrings were really cramping up on me. Maybe there was some mobility issues that I needed to work on along the way. But have a plan and see it all the way through. Don't get to the end of the plan where, you know, you got a race in mind and be like, yeah, I finished that one. Maybe, or maybe I should just keep training because I'm not sure if I'm quite race ready. Mm-hmm. Run the race and give it a shot. See what happens and then go back because you then will have a result and you can look back and say, all right, now what would I do different if I wanted to redo that bridge? And then work on rebuilding the bridge, get to the other side again, have another checkpoint, run another race, see what actually happens. Yeah. But the the fun thing is, is that you don't have to rebuild that bridge from scratch, right? It's, Not from scratch. It's like the same thing. If I mean, I think that depending on where you live, you probably have that one road that seems like it's always under construction, right? <laughs> well, like We certainly do. I mean, it's just, and it's like, wait, didn't they just do this? You know, like, and it's because they work in phases. It's because their project, they know that they're going going to reconstruct the road from this mile marker to this mile marker. And it takes, you know, a year and a half or two years. Like some of these are like major projects, right? Especially if they're widening highways and, um, you know, building overpasses and all sorts of things. Right. And 
it just seems like it's constantly under construction. But a lot of the times it's because they take that, that first project is actually widening the road. And then they have to go back and start at the beginning and then go back over it with like another layer of asphalt to strengthen the road, right? And that's really what you're doing in your training as well. Like Kevin said, maybe that first time that you build that bridge, it's kind of like that rickety, rackety, you know, wooden type of bridge over a canyon, and you need to go back and start to put in some supports and some, um, you know, some steel beams. Maybe some rebar into that <laughs> some thing. Some rebar, you know, and, and strengthen that so that it will last longer or that you can go over it faster without it, you know, feeling like you're about to fall into the canyon. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, the the whole idea of the episode is kind of like the, the pick a bridge and build it all the way to the other side and see how it goes. But it reminds me of watching our girls build with the connects. Mm-hmm. You know, at first they were just following the directions. And it was like, oh, look at the car I made. It looks exactly like the car in the picture. And then they just started being like, wait, I can make a car. Yeah. And they would just pick some things out and stick some wheels onto it and then try and roll it across the floor. And it would kind of sort of roll. And then it was that same car, but with like more pieces on it. And then it was that same car, but with bigger wheels on it. And yeah. then it, it was always the same car. It just kept getting more bells and whistles thrown onto it to make it cooler. Or sometimes it would lose things because mm-hmm. they were like, well, that's just too much. I don't need to have all of that stuff. Right. This is what happens with our training plans. Sometimes we need some extra things in them. Sometimes we look at, we're like, all right, I don't need that aspect of my training anymore. You know, if you've been knocking out, say, half marathon after half marathon after half marathon, you might not need as much focus on your long run. It might be a better priority to focus on, like, some strength and some moderate pace or maybe even that high-end pace that you've been neglecting. Figure out the aspect that's going to be most beneficial for you over the next time period, and that's how you reinforce the bridge and build it stronger every time. Absolutely. So... We really want to encourage you, wherever you are in your training right now, if you don't have that goal chosen, choose one, okay? And we're not talking about just the short-term goal that you you need to sign up for right now just to get you motivated and get out the door. Like, actually sit down and decide, what do you want to do? You know, what do you want to accomplish with your running? Um, and it should make you feel kind of excited. It should make you feel kind of nervous. Like, oh, I don't know if I'm really capable of that. Like, that's a really fun goal to start to chase, right? Because if you're not 100% sure if you can do it, or if it sounds a little bit scary to you, and then you take the steps, because honestly, you are capable of achieving anything that you want to achieve as long as you do it the right way for you and take the right steps to get there, right? And you want to achieve it. And you want to achieve it. You have to want to. And that's why you have to check in with yourself. Like what is the feeling that you get in your body when you think about that thing? I get a little bit nauseous. (laughs) Yeah. But kind of excited at the same time. And I mean sometimes kind of a similar feelings to our wedding day actually. Oh there you go. A little bit nauseous and pretty excited. I mean that worked out pretty well so yes, far <laughs> so and then once you get to that goal like what like Kevin said you take that time you look back you reflect you decide do I need to add things do I need to take things out like and then you decide on the next goal and you either go back and reinforce that same bridge or start a new bridge you know start a new bridge to a new goal that you have um, but what you want to do is avoid multiple bridges all at the same time that's the key is you got to make sure that you follow through don't start a training plan and get yourself six weeks into it and decide that you're bored with it so that you're gonna try something totally different follow a plan all the way through and see where it gets you and once you've actually made it to the other side which would be through your training plan then look back and decide 
how you might do it differently? Or do you just want to repeat it? Because we all know that if you just run the exact same training plan three months and then you go back and repeat those three months, you're getting totally different physical advantages to that one. Right. The only time that I would say that you would want to cut a training plan midway is that if you are noticing that you're getting injured. Oh, you yeah. Know, well, like, injury is going to That's it. That's something different. You know, if, you're, if we're talking about just like being bored with a plan and just like not liking it so much, see what you can do with that, right? Like use that as a mental challenge. Be like, okay, I'm a little bit bored with this plan. Can I do it anyway, right? Can I follow through and just finish this plan and work through mentally, work through that boredom, allow that boredom to be there because I don't have to be constantly excited and stimulated. Like that's not really part of what running is. If you're on a running journey for an extended period of time, there are boring periods. That's kind of part of what we sign up for, you know? (laughs) So if you're in a period of your training life right now where running's kind of boring, see if you can just stick to it, right? See if you can just work through that and let it be boring and do it anyway. Yes. It doesn't have to all have fireworks shooting off there. Like if you're training for a long race, there's boring periods. There's just nothing super exciting and glitzy and glamorous about a long, slow 10 to 20 mile run. Right. But check in with yourself. You know, is that boring period getting you towards a goal that you still are excited about? Ah, very good point. Right. Is is the big picture actually still exciting Mm -hmm. or is it so boring that you're like, man, if this is all that I do for the training is the end result actually going to be exciting or is it just going to be boring? Right. And I think that that's where it's important for you to just evaluate that for yourself. And only you can answer that question. Um, And, you know, if you are super bored and if the goal doesn't excite you anymore and if you don't really want to accomplish it anymore, choose a new goal. You know, it's okay to jump bridges if you don't want to work on that bridge anymore. But just don't be the one that just jumps from bridge to bridge to bridge and never really follows through with anything become a finisher also, right? Like it's easy to start something. It's not always as easy to finish that thing. All right, guys. So like we said, head over to our website, realliferunners.com forward slash team. Get your two-week free trial over on the Real Life Runners training team. We would love to see you inside the team so that we can help you choose a goal that lights you up inside and help give you a plan to get there. All right. Um, Do us a favor. Leave us a review on iTunes. Share this episode with your friends if you think it would be helpful. And as always, thank you so much for all of the time that you spend with us listening to this podcast. And um, if you're not following us over on Instagram yet, check us out over at Real Life Runners on Instagram. We're sharing tons of awesome training content with you every day over there. So thank you for spending this time with us. This has been the Real Life Runners podcast episode number 216. Now get out there and run your life. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out the Real Life Runners training team. It's our monthly coaching program where we take all of this material, we apply it, and we take it to the next level. We teach you how to train your mind, body, and skills for true and lasting success in your running and your life. We offer customized training plans, live coaching calls, and one-on-one coaching, along with our proven system to help you transform into the runner you want to be and achieve your goals. Come join our team over at realliferunners.com forward slash team and start to truly run your life. We'll see you there.